Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us on Zoom or in the building Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. For the Zoom link, please contact tikvatdirector at gmail.com or contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. I will not act out in class. Oh, sorry, wrong sermon. Sorry. Yeah, I guess you had to be here. It is the time of Sukkot which is Torah-commanded holiday celebrated for eight days, right? From the 15th day of the month of Tishrei, it is one of the three pilgrimage festivals, as Scott mentioned earlier. In Hebrew, it's Shalosh Regalim, on which those Israelites who were commanded to make a pilgrimage to the temple in Jerusalem and just a couple of days we'll be celebrating Simchat Torah. Simchat Torah or Simhat Torah, right? Uh, rejoicing with the Torah. Ashkenazi, Simchas, right? That's Simchas Torah is a Jewish holiday that celebrates and marks the conclusion of the annual cycle of public Torah readings and the beginning of the new cycle. So it's an end and a beginning. Simchat Torah is a component of the biblical Jewish holiday of Shemini Ezeret, the eighth day of assembly which follows immediately after the festival of Sukkot in the month of Tishrei, occurring in mid-September to early October on the Gregorian calendar. To me, personally, this is a joyous time, joyous time, Simcha, right? After Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we gather together by shaking the lulav and the etrog, dancing and eating under the sukkah. And I gotta tell you, I like eating under the sukkah, right? And Simchat Torah, when we gather inside the synagogue and sing and dance with the Torah, and maybe even eat, but not in here. You'd have to go out to eat after. So just see me later if you want to do that. All right? I mean, what is a gathering without food, right? I mean, mm. But unfortunately, you do have to go out to do that. All right? So back to joy. This is the time of year that brings me joy. Did you know that the word joy is mentioned about 165 times in the scriptures, while the word sorrow 
is more than twice that much. This says to me that joy is rare and precious, like diamonds are more rare and a precious stone. There is a beauty in having joy. The Hebrew word for joy is simcha. Said it before. Were you paying attention? So remember, simcha Torah is, I said it before, rejoicing with the Torah. You didn't know this was going to be a class, did you? It's okay, stay with me. I think everyone can use a little joy in their life, especially with all the uncertainty in the world. True joy comes from God. I wanted to give some examples of, of people in the scriptures that live in joy. Firstly, let's talk about Jacob, the son of Isaac and Rebekah. He was on the run from his brother Esau, right? He wound up at his uncle Laban's house and farm which we will read in a few weeks about this. He had basically nothing and Laban offered him a job. When Laban asked Jacob what wages would be, well, Genesis 29:18 says this, Jacob had fallen in love with Rachel. And, I, and he said, I will work for you seven years in exchange for Rachel, your younger daughter. Seven years. Laban answered, better that I give her to you than someone else. Stay with me. So he took him in. So Jacob worked seven years for Rachel. And it seemed only a few days to him because he was in so much love with her. He had joy. What a wonderful expression of love, working that amount of time without any monetary payment. He had that inner joy that kept him going all that time. As we read further, we know that Laban tricked Jacob and substituted Leah for her young sister on the wedding night. Sounds like he received some of his own medicine in that, you know? What do you think? Maybe what he did to Esau? You'll read later. Jacob then had to work another seven years for Rachel. Another seven years. But he followed through on that promise and God honored him with great wealth and a large family. Number two, what about Joseph, son of Jacob and Rachel? He was the apple of his father's eye. It was Joseph who received the famous coat which represented Jacob's desire for Joseph to be his heir. Even though he was not the firstborn, it was Joseph who spent most of his days with his father while the other sons worked 
and tended the flocks. And he became hated by his brothers. And they had great jealousy toward him. And they ended up plotting to kill him and instead sold him into slavery. Oh, Eric, what does that have to do with joy? I'll continue. But the scripture says that even though Joseph became a slave and was thrown into prison, prison lost 13 years of his life, in Genesis 39.2, it says, Adonai was with Joseph. And he became wealthy while he was in the household of his master, the Egyptian. Later it says in verses 21 and 22, but Adonai was with Joseph, showing him grace and giving him favor in the sight of the prison warden. Lloyd can really relate to that, right? <laughs> the prison warden made Joseph supervisor of all the prisoners in the prison. So that whatever he, they did in there, he was in charge of. Joseph would not have been successful in all these occurrences if he was angry or bitter. He kept his faith and joy in Adonai, who then honored and blessed him. He knew God had a plan for his life, even when everything pointed the other way. After Pharaoh elevated him to his second in command over all of Egypt and his brothers were reunited with him, Joseph told them not to fear of his retaliation against them. Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. I am in the place of God. You meant to do me harm, but God meant it for good so that it would come about as it is today with many people's lives being saved. That was from Genesis 50, 19 and 20. This is pure joy. Number three, remember Ruth, the Moabite and daughter-in-law of the Jewish widow, Naomi? wasn't a terrible circumstance for a woman in that day. Her husband had died, as had Naomi, Naomi's, which meant they were destitute without a man or a family to take care of them. Naomi decided to go back to the land of Judah and told Ruth to leave, go back to her family in Moab where Ruth would be able to remarry and be taken care of. But Ruth had found joy in the God of Naomi. She chose to stay with Naomi and her God rather than to go back to the idols of her culture. Ruth said, don't press me to leave you and stop following you. For wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. And so Naomi allowed Ruth to accompany her back to Judah, where God, in his great wisdom and love, honored these women, Ruth 
with a husband and a child, Naomi with a grandson who was the grandfather of King David. And we know where that leads, right? We know where that leads. That's, to me, double joy. How about Rav Shaul, the Apostle Paul? He was a Pharisee who hated the believers of Yeshua. He persecuted them, hunted them down. Yet he was touched by Yeshua and transformed into one of the greatest supporters of Messiah. He established many of the early Messianic communities and wrote many of the books in the New Covenant. His circumstances throughout his ministry were some of the worst any man had ever had to endure, even prison. Yet it was from prison where he wrote the book of joy, as some people call it, Philippians, which I'm going to read because I think it's appropriate for today. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from, from me, from your being in union with Messiah, any comfort flowing from love, any fellowship with me in the spirit, or any compassion and sympathy, then complete my joy by having a common purpose and a common love, by being one in heart and mind. Do nothing out of rivalry or vanity, but in humility. Regard each other as better than yourselves. Look out for each other's interests, and not just of your own. Let your attitude toward one another be governed by your being in union with Messiah Yeshua. Though he was in the form of God, he did not regard equally with God something to be possessed by force. On the contrary, he emptied himself and that he took the form of a slave by becoming like human beings are. And when he appeared as a human being, he humbled himself still more by becoming obedient, even to death, death on a stake as a criminal. Therefore, God raised him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name, that in honor of the name given Yeshua, every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Every tongue will acknowledge that Yeshua, the Messiah, is Adonai, to the glory of God the Father. Shaul continues, so my dear friends, just as you always obeyed when I was with you, it is even more important that you obey now when I am away from you. Keep working out your deliverance with fear, trembling, for God is the one working among you, both the willing and the working for what pleases him. 
do everything without fetching or arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God without defect in the midst of a twisted and perverted generation. I think I heard that somewhere, maybe last week, Deuteronomy. Among whom you should shine like stars in the sky as you hold on to the word of life. If you do this, I will be able to boast when the day of the Messiah comes that I did not run or toil for nothing. Indeed, even if my lifeblood is poured out as a drink offering over the sacrifice and service of your faith, I will still be glad and rejoice, rejoice with you all. Likewise, you too should be glad and rejoice with me. That is what joy is. That deep awareness that where, whatever our circumstances may be, they are orchestrated by our God for our good. Our good. So what brings us joy? What brings us joy? For me personally, I wake up every morning, I thank God. He's given me another day. And I look over at my spouse. I look over at my Bonnie. And I'm just so thankful how Hashem has blessed me with a lovely spouse who cares for me and puts up with me in good times and in bad, and in bad times. When I look into her eyes and she smiles, I am so thankful I am alive. Joy is 76 more days and I'm done with full-time employment. 76 days. It's very joyful, very joyful. Joy to me is when I don't have children or grandchildren of my own, that I have stepchildren, step-grandchildren, step-great-grandchildren, right? But there's also that somebody in my life that embraces me as their son's grandfather. No blood. No step anything, just a joy of love, a joy of love. And we get the picture of him growing up. And we talk on the phone every weekend. He had a kind of pet name for me, but he's kind of outgrowing it. But it was Eusedufus. Because we te teach each other, we just tease each other about that. And I call him Eusedufus. He goes, no, Eusedufus. So now my pet name is, you used to be a doofus. <laughs> Thank you. He's growing up. He's going to have his bar mitzvah here 
two years from now. And this kid is so smart, so smart. One year? No, not that. 2024. Year and a half, okay. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> That's why I love her, she keeps me straight. I was driving in my neighborhood the other day and there was a family walking along the way, mom, dad, and two small children. The youngest was trotting ahead and grandma was with him and she decided to play a little trick on, on the smallest boy. She snuck back behind a car, kind of playing hide and seek with him. And he's running and he turns around, he didn't see grandma. And he was like, where did she go? And she peeked out from behind that car and he saw her and his face just lit up with a big smile. And it gave me chills, I said, that is pure joy. Joy comes from love. You could feel it in that instant. How about you guys? Where are we on time? I'm good, right? Can I ask some of you, just think about it, and maybe share it with me and the congregation and those at home. What gives you joy? What do you see as joy? So there is, there is a little rule, okay? Rather than wander around and everything because I'm getting old, um, how about we line up in the middle? 10 words or less. If you have 10 words or less, what gives you joy? Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Right? Let's do this. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? Is this thing on? I need, I need help. Tell you how to turn it on. Oh, please do. That would give me such joy. I don't know. The, I, I'm colorblind, so I don't know if that's red or green. It's red or green. <laughs> That's not working. Where's this is a new microphone. So. Still red or green? Now it's blue and green. Blue and green. What gives me joy is a smile on my wife's face. Alright. Now it's blinking red. Wait a minute. I think it's green. Hold on. Come on. Please. Anybody? Hey. All right, who's next? Rabbi? I would say um, just having a heart of thankfulness and like having that kind of posture of thankfulness so that you can be thankful for all the things that God has given you as opposed to kvetching like, like um, Rav Shaul, like Paul was saying, as opposed to complaining, being thankful. Amen, amen. Yeah, my brother. Hey, 
What gives me joy is praying and moving mountains. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Anyone else? Come on, sister. I, when, I, when I wrote this sermon, I thought that she's definitely going to have to say something about joy. She just, she's like the most joyous person in the house every week. I look forward to seeing Donna Maria. It's like, I love you. Here you go. Thank you, too. Ten now words. He, now he, made me tear, he made me tearing up. Oh, what sorry. gives me joy is when I see transformation in other people's lives. I know what God has done in my life and what he's still doing. So when I see a transformation in other people, that gives me joy. Amen. Amen. Transformation. Yeah. I think, I think Rob Shaw said something about that also. Robert. Amidst the many challenges, uh, joy gives me great pleasure when I can make a difference in somebody's life and they're expecting to give you money. I says, no, brother. Blessings. Blessings. It's from Amen. Amen. Yes. Hashem. Hashem. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on, don't be shy. All right, come on. Come on down. No, that's a TV show. Seven words, right? Ten. Oh, ten. ten oh, ten. I know I've given grace people. They're like, I think rabbis was like 25 or something, but it's okay. It's okay. It was good. It's good. It's simcha. It's good. Bueno. I'm just picking on you. It's okay. Playing and singing with the little children of my school. All right, yes. What a sham. Wonderful. Lauren. Hi, I would say what gives me joy is um, obedience despite your feelings or your emotions, being able to see past that because of the Lord and, um, and following through with obedience and enduring. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful. I see a theme going on here. This is, this is good. This is good. Yes, sir. Schemia Joy is to be my family happy, my children, my descendants, and to help people. I love to help people. I love to encourage people. I'm a kind of different guy. I'm a tough guy, but you know. No, you're not tough. Yeah, well, no. don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Tough, but soft, right? Yeah, soft by the grace of God. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move. I'm going to move. Hold on one second. Yeah, I, I know you got, she's wearing a boot and a brace and everything, so I don't want to make her get up. Thank you. What gives me joy is being present for others and spending time with my daughter. Amen. Yes. Hashem. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Praise the name of the Lord. Bring it up a little I have, closer. Bring it up a little okay. closer. Praise the name of the Lord. I have uh, eight children and 21 uh, grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. When I get them... When I get them all together, I have the joy, 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 joy. Down in, in my heart, down in my heart to stay, right? I've heard that. The joy, 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 joy down in your heart. Anyone else? I'm going to go back on the Bema. You got one, two, three, four, five. Okay, I'm going. 
Going back. Whoa! I see a theme. Children, love, God. That's great. John 15, 11. Yeshua says, I have said this to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy be complete. The joy you are to have as Messianic Jews and Messianic Gentiles is the joy of Yeshua. It's the joy of Yeshua. He says, my joy, not joy like mine, my joy. Yeshua wants to take the joy that he has and place it in you and at you at home. So, joy to the world. All the boys and girls. Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea. Joy to you and me. Joy to the world. All the boys and girls now. Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea. Joy to you and me. Let me tell you something. If I were the king of the world, I'd tell you what I'd do. What? I'd throw away the cars and the bars and the wars, and I'd praise Yeshua in you. Say it. Joy to the world. Come on, join with me. All the boys and girls now. Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea. Joy to you and me. Hashem Yeshua. Amen. Amen. And with that, here's... He was a bullfrog, I think. And I, he was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word he said. Never mind, I'm just really dating myself. God bless you, brother. Well done.